Welcome to the Capital Integrative Health Podcast, a podcast dedicated to transforming the consciousness around what it means to be healthy and understanding the root causes of both disease and wellness. I am Dr. Andrew Wong, co-founder of Capital Integrative Health, an integrative practice committed to expanding access to holistic root cause medicine to the global community. To kick us off, we thought of no better person to start with than Liz Baer. Liz is co-founder of CIH and has been a leader in the growth and beginning of CIH. She is an acupuncturist, Reiki master, certified in psychedelic assisted therapy and research, and has training in functional medicine. We are excited to have her join today for a conversation on the origins of CIH and to discuss the future of healthcare. Well, Liz, let's start from the beginning. How did we meet? Well, that's a fun story to think about, and it's definitely one we'll have to weave together because we're both working. We both had a vision for this place far before we ever met each other. Yes. And um, my memories of it is that I was working um, in my solo practice out in Tacoma Park as an acupuncturist and was starting to feel the need to provide more comprehensive care to my patients. And I was like, we have to start to integrate. We have to find relationships with doctors and other healthcare providers in order to provide the kind of care that our patients deserve. And so I started kind of in my own mind developing this concept of an integrative center. And um, from what I remember, you were doing the same thing where you were. And something brought us together one afternoon at a IFM meetup, so yes. a functional medicine meetup in Bethesda at Le Pen Quotidian. Yes, yes. And it was like, I remember it as like pretty electric, which is like yeah. our our brand of, um, our brand of beautiful, crazy got together. And exactly. We, and we were like, let's do this. And, and I think it was a shared vision, really, that, yeah. like you said, it happened years before we yeah. even met. So yeah. it was very instantaneous. Like, this is a great opportunity here to create something amazing and beautiful. Yeah. And um, yeah. and it was so, for me, I don't know about for you, but I just, it really felt like, felt like a miracle to find you because, um, to meet you. Because I, you know, I'll never forget our first kind of conversation as we were walking to the parking lot and I had said like hey what about this and you were like "Ooh, I kind of like that you had said uh, and you've said it many times but you had said you know it's all about love like yeah. at the the root cause Absolutely. of this of of health is love and I had never in my life ever heard a doctor say anything like and, that. and we know that with integrative health right there's things like what's the research say and what's the clinical yeah. experience say and like all of these type of things and what what a, how can we best help patients right. but at the end of the day it's not necessarily about us helping patients it's actually about participating in their healing and yeah. that's where love comes in that's where compassion yeah. comes in so i really felt in meeting you that this is a healer this yeah. is someone that really resonates with with that vision that i had as well yeah yeah and then uh it moved really quickly yes right so i went on vacation and you i don't know what you were doing but um it was midsummer within a month of meeting each other um and probably only about like four or five conversations we filed for our llc that was in Mm -hmm. september like early september and we met i think at the very last weekend in in july and then by january we had signed a 10-year lease. Yeah, that's incredible. Just just that kind of commitment for not yeah. having known each other for that long. But but it is also something like, you know, when you meet someone, you kind of yeah. know that this is yeah. – 
the way to go. This is the way we want healthcare to go. And you don't really find that from a lot of people, I think, meeting them often. And, you know, I think we both found that with each other, meeting each other. Yeah. And I think it's a testament also to how, um, and this, this applies to how you, how you, um, are with patients and how we are with patients was you mm-hmm. you have to trust deep inside your bones about yeah. things yeah and you have to listen to it even if it sounds a little bit risky a little bit wild and out a there little and a, li- a little yeah a little mad mm-hmm. you have to kind of trust it sometimes yeah exactly it's like going with the gut like in functional exactly. medicine it's about it's all about the gut but i think also with the spirit it's about going with your intuition exactly that kind of gut feeling exactly and uh you know this place has now been open for seven years oh my God, which is amazing it. to you know just think about that yeah. and just i think we're yeah. both grateful and i think we're grateful for everyone here at capital integrative health and yeah. we've really blossomed organically like i like to joke that it's been without any gmos or pesticides you know (laughs) just kind of been growing organically it is true um so that is the origin story um i think let's go into your background a little bit as an acupuncturist as a healer starting out in acupuncture what made you become uh you know want to become an acupuncturist how did you get Mm -hmm. involved in in your interest in traditional chinese medicine or traditional type of you know acupuncture well i'd say you know I was born a pretty sensitive human being, let's put it that way. And um, I was born also into a really traditional system. Um, my parents, um, in my family, they're civil servants and then they're lawyers. And I think at the time that I applied to acupuncture school, I, there were 11 lawyers in my family. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, all of them doing meaningful work, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and there was something inside me in my corporate job, because I was doing healthcare PR and marketing, and my body was telling me no. It just told me no. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I had to listen. I really didn't have a choice. And I'm so yeah. grateful for those signals. It The signals were anxiety and depression and panic. And um, yeah, like the feeling that every day I would come home with this, like I was like trailing this phantom with me of of sadness, I guess, really, in a way. And um, and it was telling me, I, I can't do this. I'm not someone to climb a corporate ladder. That's just not where my heart is. I'm yeah. not interested in that. And the the best use of me, which I've always kind of known, is in the one-on-ones. I love, I love, I'm so fascinated by human beings and how they function and what drives their heart and what drives their decision. And so finding a profession that was going to bring me to that place of intimacy in the interpersonal relation mm-hmm. was like that was what my my body and my heart wanted. So you knew and your body and mind was kind of telling you that you needed to make a change. How did yeah. you decide on acupuncture as a Yeah, I decided I I decided on acupuncture honestly through the process of listening. Mm-hmm. So I when my body was telling me this, I um I uh I started taking my lunches outside and I started reading Thich Nhat Hanh and Dalai Lama mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. sitting with I knew that I wasn't going to figure this out. So I had to do a lot of listening. And, you know, there is, there were, you know, vectors that came in that kind of like pushed me one way or the other. Like my mom had um, been seen an acupuncturist and my mom was like reading Deepak Chopra in the bathtub for as long as I can ever remember. <laughs> and so there were little influences in my mentor at my, you know, uh, corporate job. His wife was at the FDA and just finishing up acupuncture. And when I would have these conversations, like, again, body sensation was like, oh, this is right. I'm doing this. 
Mm-hmm. So I just followed. I followed that. Yeah, you, you know? follow that intuition and yeah, listening. It. Some some re- sounds like some research and some reading and some, but also some introspection and just yeah. like listening to the signals. A lot yeah. of it. It yeah. honestly was a lot of like listening. Yeah, and sort of even like deprogramming myself from what I sort of assumed I was supposed to do with my life, and just l- being in that discomfort yeah. so that I could hear what. I was drawn and, to And do. your journey, it, it really reminds me of this saying, like, no person is an island, too, right? Yeah. Your, your mom, the other person at the FDA, yeah. like, everyone's kind of, you know, working with you. The universe yeah. kind of working with you yeah. to kind of get you to that point. Yeah. I had that similar kind of experience, too. You and did. My, uh, first, one of my first jobs, I did feel palpitations, and then mm-hmm. I was, you know, kind of talking to colleagues, talking to my sister. You know, mm-hmm. my sister got me into acupuncture, but... One of my colleagues got me into functional medicine, so I think the same thing. And then, and then, and then, but t- then taking that information mm-hmm. and actually doing something with it and, and listening to your body, because I mean, sometimes we can go through years or decades, and if we don't listen to our body, this is where potentially exactly. you know dysfunction can come in. Exactly. Do you yeah. do you know Andy of the concept of pronoia? No. no. Okay, so it's it's <clears throat> there's this um, writer. I think he honestly, I think he was part of the Grateful Dead. I'm sorry if I can't remember the perfect reference to to who he is, but um, he says like pronoia is the antidote to paranoia. It's oh, okay. this concept that instead of everything's working against you, everything is working for you. Everything, the illnesses, the the uncomfortable body sensations, the mm-hmm. closed doors, the light and whatever, shadow side, that yeah. it's all mm-hmm. working. I like that. Towards your um, movement to a wholeness within yourself. Assuming that we listen to those messages, yes? Or, or, well, or even if we don't. You know, saying, the thing yeah. is, it's going to yeah. tell you. It's yes. going to find ways to reach you. Yes. You I may like not that. like them. I agree. So I, we might I as well just listen. True. That is exactly. <laughs> you know, because you don't want to. The going to be there. It's anyway. going to be there. Yep. So you yep. either get the gentle way or you right. could have the really hard way. Right. So what are you right. going to choose? The little wave or the tsunami, exactly. I guess. Yeah. Got exactly. it. Got it. And so for acupuncture, what do you like most about, about mm. being an acupuncturist? I mean, it's the people. Yeah. Like, I, I love people. Yeah. I, love, um, I love having my ideas about a human being shattered because, you know, no matter what, we always come in. We can't help this. We come in with a presupposition presumption about a person right because we're trained it's like i mean it's like our in our in our dna and in our nervous system and i love having that blasted open yeah and seeing what's under the hood so so for me that is like that's why i do it it's just human beings are fascinating and connection is what makes life meaningful and so what better way than something like a healing art like acupuncture yeah and you know acupuncture is something that i found as a as a medical acupuncturist that when I do functional medicine acupuncture, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I find some healings happening inside me when I do acupuncture, you so know? So true. this idea that the healer also gets healed with with that kind of modality. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, for you, like, what do you think that is? That's... I think it's activating in me certain elements that maybe lie dormant otherwise mm-hmm. if I don't do that, mm-hmm. if I don't do something, you know, similar to that or that, you know, so that, yeah. that's what I, I see it. It's more of a balance. Yeah. You know, and using different parts of your, of your, you know, mind, body, spirit. And I also think too, it's like when we can start to see someone wholly and not just as like the pieces that yes. we want to see, we start to allow for more compassion and in allowing them to be 
their perfectly imperfect expression, we start to allow that for ourselves. Integrative health is all yeah. about seeing the whole person, exactly. the light and the shadow side, yeah. all parts, and and really validating all of that. Yeah, recognizing, acknowledging all of that as yeah. we as we kind of know. Um, what has been the role in your clinical experience, and I think you know either personal, professional, of acupuncture in the patient's health journey? Like say their integrative health. Yeah. Training. Um. Well. I mean, acupuncture is such an incredibly elegant uh, system of addressing balance in the Absolutely. body, you know. Yes. And so, um, so I think it's I think of acupuncture and I think of Reiki and body work and all of these beautiful uh, modalities as complements to one another because you know we don't. I mean, no one has the whole picture, and um, and they're different doorways into one's health. So you know, where we are in any given moment in time, what's happening in our external world, what's happening internally. Um, some modality is going to resonate more than another. It's going to be like that's going to be the, the first doorway in. So I think of acupuncture as one of those. I think it's exceptionally great at that because it's precise but also incredibly expansive, and it and it um, it it is built on the deep knowing and observation that we are part of nature, that um, that nature wants to seek balance, and that when given the right circumstances, it will seek balance. So, yeah. you know, coming in with that as a core, like, understanding, embodied understanding mm-hmm. is really useful. So, so my limited experience initiative acupuncture was like, oh, this is going to be great for treatment of yeah. pain or, you know, yeah. treatment of digestive issues yeah. or hormonal bal- imbalances. And then it was kind of like, oh, there's prevention and treatment. But then mm-hmm. as I got more into it and I realized, mm-hmm. and I did some acupuncture training myself, I realized that acupuncture is not only for prevention and treatment, but like you just said very eloquently, it's about shifting the mindset really of even what it means to be healthy and well. Yeah. And even... For me, I've found that acupuncture was something that actually shifted the way I think about myself, mm-hmm. the way I conceive of the different elements that are in, in you know, my body, mind, spirit, mm. you know, as opposed to, you know, saying that this person has X, Y, Z, and then we need to treat this. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's just look at the whole person mm-hmm. as a whole, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. We have all the elements that we need right. already. Right. And, you know, in functional medicine and in acupuncture, you know, you can go in and be a technician. Like, it's... You can do that. Right. And it and it can be useful. Nothing wrong with that. It can be really useful. And we have the ability to make it so much deeper and so much richer if if we're so inclined to do so. And if the patient's ready for that. You know? It's kinda like the ocean, you have the superficial wave that you see yeah. on the top, but then yeah. you have that underneath with all the fishes and the squid and all that stuff, you know. Right. Acupuncture's kinda like that. Yeah, I was just thinking, this is a funny analogy, but I was thinking about, you know, there's that HBO show about the 100-foot wave. Have you? You'll have to. So anyhow, it's about about this, like these people who are surfing this 100-foot wave. And, you know, when you're looking on the surface, you're like, holy crap, that's a massive Mm, wave. mm. Like, you don't think about what's creating that wave. Mm -hmm. But what's creating that wave in Portugal is this, like, canyon that is like i don't know three to five times deeper and wider than the grand canyon oh wow so you think about that i mean it's the same thing with the iceberg analogy you know it's like we see something at the top Mm -hmm. and sometimes we get really seduced to think that that's what it is and that's what's causing it but we get to go yeah deep if we choose exactly that's great 
Um, so let's kind of go broader now and talk about the future of healthcare. And sure. you're a pioneer in this space, Integrative Health, co-founding Capital Integrative Health here. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel, how do you view the roles of, of wellness modalities such as acupuncture and Reiki integrated with medical care as mm-hmm. we kind of move forward 2021 and beyond here? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to that idea that none of us has the whole like we're all um, parts of the picture. Yeah, you know, pieces we have, of the puzzle. Yeah, pieces yeah. of the puzzle. Yeah. So I I, th- I do think that like the more that we can um, offer and make accessible these kind of treatments to people, so that they can start to basically, I really think it's like start to own their um, like like own the fact that health is within them. It's innate. N- it's that it's innate. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That we can keep searching outside. Right. And, um, but it's a reminder that like, hey, you know what? It's in here. We, we got it. We the have so many jewels. miraculous right. methods to to get to greater balance. A lot of times you look for the shiny external object. Like yeah. this is the supplement. This is the thing that's going right. to cure us right. or get us better. But right. it's different the internal right. aspects of health and healing. Yeah. And acupuncture and Reiki and many other wellness modalities actually activate the innate yeah. healing yeah. Pro- processes. And, you know, Andy, it sort of segues, and if it's okay, to yeah. one of the questions I think you were going to say about, like, what is an optimized healthcare Health, system? Yes. I mean, part of it is that we have to really acknowledge that we are still functioning in a very um, old uh, in a way, somewhat calcified mindset when it comes to health, which is the externalization of our, um, you know, our own healing power. So, mm-hmm. like, we look to doctors to have the answers. We we literally outsource yep. our health. I was about to say outsource. Yeah, yeah we yeah. outsource our health to our doctors. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't want to use the word paternalistic because it's more like there's a dynamic with healthcare practitioner and patient that's like uh, – uh, it's more like um, p- parentalistic, you know. I mean, yeah. so I don't want to just put it as paternalistic. It's parentalistic, you know. We put ourselves in these like childlike states with our doctors, and we want someone to solve our problem. And I get it, man. I want someone to solve my problem a lot of the time. I don't want to have to like <laughs> face all the stuff that I have to do to make things happen for myself. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, we're gonna keep seeing the same thing over and over until we can start super, really shifting the and mindset And sometimes it that. is clinically getting, you know, helping that patient or client see see that over time, building that relationship. Yeah. You know, at first they may need some therapies that seem more, you know, uh, parentalistic, et cetera. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really feel like, you know, and I say this a lot uh, in the clinic is that, you know, when I'm talking to patients that, you know, you are the CEO of your own health. Yeah. So like, if, if you think about it, if you're the CEO of your own health, why would you want to outsource that to someone? Yeah. Even as, you know, learn it as a doctor or an acupuncturist or another healthcare mm-hmm. practitioner, at the end of the day, people have advice. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to listen to your innate wisdom of your own body. Yeah. And, you know, understand what health means for you. Yeah. Also. And I think, you know, we have to acknowledge, too, that um, there's a lot of trauma out there. There's a lot of healthcare trauma out there. Yes. And yes. Um, life is just, I mean, it is overwhelming. It just is. There's it's increasingly s- overwhelming. I mean, increasingly now we have COVID overwhelming. And, and sometimes things, yeah. we, you know, we we do sometimes like really we just want someone to tell us what to do. Yeah. You know, and, and I think too, that's like one of these like um, nuanced sort of 
balances in the relationship that we as providers have to have, which mm-hmm. is like knowing when to create a very strong container that creates a sense of safety for that person's nervous system. Like, okay, here are the steps. They may need that. Correct. Right. And then also knowing once we kind of like build confidence in that to step back and sort of introduce ideas of, you know, of mm-hmm. self-sufficiency. Some so flexibility in that yeah. depending on where people are and meeting them where they're at exactly. and things like that. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, we can go on to, um, you know, well, actually, let's let's delve into that a little bit more. So in your view, sort of an optimal ideal world, what would an optimal healthcare system, yeah. you know, be, be for you? Uh, I mean, uh, the biggest thing, I think, is uh, is access to quality care. And that's the biggest thing <laughs> for me. Right. I mean, that's the over well-meaning like foundational thing that I that I I wish for I dream for and we have to really acknowledge that even um, quote-unquote affordable health care is really not affordable for many many many, people. many yes many people in this country now, people don't have access they don't even know that health care especially integrative health care even exists sometimes yeah. you know that it's even an option yeah so they don't yeah exactly a huge thing totally and and then for some people too it's just we also have to acknowledge like that healthcare doesn't feel safe for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there are all these things like yeah, I would I dr- you know, I dream for like access and sa- to to safe complete healthcare. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that would be great. Yes. Um, and then of course like healthcare that is um, that starts to really delve into and allows for us to um, you know, teach skills at a very fundamental level on how to care for yourself. And that needs to start early on. Yeah. It starts with children, really. Yeah, that's when I think the brain is the most malleable, the neurons are kind of growing, developing the synapses, and certainly this can provide the worldview. You've heard of that, um, I think, saying that, you know, 95% of what we know we learn by kindergarten or something like that. Yeah. You know, so what if we taught everyone, you know, integrative healthcare and and ways to, you know, lifestyle ways, you know, how to breathe, how to move, how to to plant seeds so that we can grow some food and, you know, those type of things would be amazing. So um, what other healthcare or health modalities are you exploring uh, at this time in your, in your career here? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I did, you know, in 20, I think it was like 2018 was when I applied to do that certificate in, in psychedelic medicine and I completed it at the end of 2019. Um, I mean, that's a big part of my heart right now because, yeah. you know, I see this progression of like, uh, of root cause. And, you know, as we keep delving deeper into what root cause is, mm-hmm. like, in in my experience, and I don't know that it's true, but I'll just say for my experience, a root cause goes back to our um, how our consciousness experiences reality, and uh, the Makes you know sense. returning to a place of remembering our wholeness and psychedelic medicine really is a uh, a wonderful tool for that. True health and healing really involves a shift in consciousness. So yes. consciousness yeah. medicine like you're, yeah. you know, accessing here and talk, referring to, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Both I think analytically and also intuitively yeah. that, you know, this is a where we need to go. How can we move our systems, our bodies, mind, spirits from a point a, a place of fear to like yeah. acknowledging the fear? not shoving it away, yeah. but also 
making room for love and openness and these type of things. And, and you know, consciousness is something that we don't really talk about a lot in medicine yeah. or healthcare yeah. at all. You know, it's like, what are the conventional protocols? What are the integrated protocols? These type of things. But we don't really talk about, you know, what is the cassette tape that we're waking up to every day yeah. that's really dictating our lives, mm-hmm. you know? That's, that's an amazing. And so I'd love to hear if you want about, you know, your experience with, uh, with this, um, you know, how, how you got into this a bit more, I guess, and what has been the process of being involved in, in that therapeutic process of, of using more psychedelic medicine or consciousness medicine? Uh, yeah, so... Um, as much as you want to Yeah, no, I was going to yeah. say, I mean, uh, I was lucky enough for, honestly, in, in the same kind of like magical way that you and I met and, and CIH was created, I was um, lucky enough to have the stars aligned to put me in a situation where I got to um, attend a weekend retreat with um, some wonderful physicians, actually, uh, to experience psychedelic medicine. And it w- was so mind-blowing to see the I, I don't want to use the word power of it, but um, the healing potential, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess I would say, the mm-hmm. potential in it, that uh, when I left that weekend, I was like, okay. It was like that knowing. Yeah. It was like the same knowing same, yeah. as like starting mm-hmm. CIH Some or going deep, to acupuncture. Yeah. Yeah. It was like there was like a full body yes to that. And so I started investigating it more, and I started committing to um, exploring it myself, you know, every – few months and Mm -hmm, um, getting to know it, getting to know what plant medicine looked like. But I I like this analogy of, um, you know, like sometimes we see someone pointing at the moon and um, we're looking at the finger that's pointing as opposed to the moon. Yes. (laughs) You know, and it's sort of the same in a way with plant medicine. A lot of we're there's a lot of focus on the plants, but Mm. what we are actually pointing to is consciousness Mm -hmm. and this... um, expanded perspective that allows us to understand the ways in which our nervous system is making choices, the ways in which our conditioning is making choices, the stories that we're living in, the reality that we're creating, and to um, to have more choice within that. Really, that's it. To put some of the brakes on some of that patterning and to create more space so that we can live more authentically. Yeah. And consciousness medicine, I believe you had told me before, it affects the vagus nerve too, the the nervous system. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the reasons why it is psychedelic medicine, let's say, but also consciousness medicine is uh, so effective for things like trauma is is that it it does, I think, sort of repattern some of that sympathetic, parasympathetic... um, relationship Mm -hmm. you know and you know all that stuff all of this fear and all of this programming is 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 built into our nervous system definitely built into the amygdala Uh, amygdala hijacks the decision making parts of our brain and everything like that and um and psychedelic medicine allows that to loosen a little bit and um the the, it, it builds new neural pathways. It builds new ways of seeing things, but it's not just an intellectual kind of thing like you're reading about it. It builds it in your body. Yeah. So it goes back to that idea of like body knowing. Yeah. You get an embodied experience of it, and we can't really deeply remember anything or change anything unless we experience it in our body mm-hmm. Yeah. also. Agreed. Because that's where all of this stuff is built in. Yeah, the memories are there, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. 
Um, definitely. And, and how do you envision in the future psychedelic mushrooms integrating with healthcare? Because I think that's, yeah. I think in some clinical trials now in different places. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, um, looking forward, MDMA um, is likely going to be the first one that gets out into the healthcare world. Right, um, right. And because they're using that for um, trauma, all different types of trauma, lots of complex trauma, including with like veterans and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then psilocybin will be, if all goes well, not too far the after next that. One, yeah. How it's going to integrate into the healthcare system, I really don't know. I, I mean, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of companies that are like trying to figure that out, and a lot of them are in Silicon Valley. Okay. Not to be surprised, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be a real mashup of like capitalism, commercialism, mm-hmm. spirituality, consciousness, mm-hmm. medicine, and that's um, the American way, right? Yeah, yeah, and we'll see how it goes. It's yeah. going to be an experiment. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's very exciting, and you know, um, I think you know we are going to be, you know, watching all these, you know, research and kind of clinical trials and mm-hmm. all the different movements that are coming up with both psychedelic medicine, consciousness medicine, and uh, and really uh, just kind of keeping up with your uh, training as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Liz, for joining us. And, oh, it's uh, so fun. Yes. Yeah. And if you enjoyed this conversation, please leave a mo- take a moment to leave us a review. It helps our podcast to reach more listeners. We did the first one today. This has been great with Liz here. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yay, thank you so much. Bye-bye.